You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 106.3. Into the cocktail hour we roll. The Home Team starts at 4, ends at 6, just like the HOV lane on I-95. That's the UFC's king of all media, Dean Thomas. Yo, she is the S2T2. Spicy, sassy, tequila Tina. Yes, I Hold on, am. She's about, she about to pop that. She about to, I thought you were going to say thirsty. Oh, no, we know you're thirsty. Yeah, that's, we know you're thirsty. Redundant. <laughs> yeah, redundancy department of redundancy. Want to no. pop that Celsius? Yes, I do. Mm. There you go. What flavor you got today? S- strawberry lemonade. Ooh. Ooh. Strawberry lemonade sounds good. It is good. Sounds real good. Uh, we were inside the cocktail hour. Dean Thomas, what did Frank Sinatra say in regard to the famous, world famous, 22, three year running now cocktail hour? It's the cocktail hour. I bet Dustin Poirier won't slap me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Frank? Whoa. For me, it is right now. Cocktail hour is presented by Gosling's. There's a cocktail for you, the official rum and ginger beer of the 2023 Honda Classic. Um, are you heading to the tournament this year? Stop by the Gosling's Bear Trap for a taste of spirited seas rum, Gosling's first ocean-aged expression, or grab a ready-to-drink dark and stormy can cocktail. Now available at mango, pineapple, and black cherry flavors. Oh, that sounds good. It's all going down at the Honda Classic, proudly presented by Gosling's Rum. For more information about the new Gosling's product, just go to goslingsrum.com, 21 and over only. By the way, the dark and stormy ready-to-drink cans... And the uh, new Ocean Age Rum, Spirited Seas. Um, they'll be debuting in the U.S. for the first time at Honda Classic. Be the first time that Word? they've been been sampled, opened, served what? in the United States. Wow. Oh, at Honda Classic. It is the Gosling's Bear Trap after all. All right. As we get back at it on a Twin Peaks Tuesday, uh, back to the very latest on the continuing saga of Lamar Jackson and the franchise tag situation in Baltimore. Now that you guys know more about Franchise Tag, exclusive and non-exclusive, and now that I've made, for the, there's a whole new audience that just joined us. Mm-hmm. But in the first hour at the top of the show, I explained to y'all that Lamar Jackson is really, really sticking to his demands for a fully guaranteed contract. But the Ravens are sticking to their guns that that was a mistake, the Browns made a mistake, they admit it, and no one's ever getting one of those again. So and, I have another question about Franchise Tag. Go right So ahead. I can fully understand this. Okay. What position is like common to be franchise tagged? Um, what position? Because you said it's not usually quarterbacks. It is normally not your quarterback. Because with your quarterback, you know that's my franchise guy or mine. That's not. And so you're willing to let folks go or you want to get them paid. Franchise tag means we're not quite sure right now because of the circumstances of. We don't want to let you go. But we're not sure we want to make that commitment. But I think they need it's to like change a promise, it. It's like a promise ring. But they need to change the name of it. Right? It doesn't make sense. Because franchise tag kind of feels like they're putting a tag of their franchise on like this Like that's person. our face. Like yeah. that's the face of the team. It means the, or do you want to call it a promise ring? I mean, it, because they're not making a promise. The franchise meaning that team. Mm-hmm. You can want to just call them tags? They tagged them? Yeah, just call them tags. Okay, so let's throw out, you know, 75 years of what the league has done. <laughs> yeah, And let's go with what sense. you guys want. Yeah. It makes perfect better. sense. He, franchise player is different from being franchise tagged. No, I feel like that's the same thing. No, franchise player means you're the star. Yes. You're the guy. Patrick Mahomes is the franchise player for okay, the Chiefs. Yeah. 
franchise tag goes to a player that the team is not sure what they're going to do with. They're not sure the structure of the contract. They're not sure to what they're willing to pay, what the terms are. You guys got to remember, the NFL operates under a salary cap. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets the exact same amount of money to spend. And you can't go over. And so when you cut a player, it costs this against the game. There's a whole department, you understand, of each team. And their job is just daily to function with the salary cap. Right. So, but let me ask you this. Has there ever been a situation where, like, they went over, so then the owner was like, man, I got to come out the pocket? You're not allowed to. So, oh, You're not allowed to. Because they do that around here for me. Not allowed you know, to. They get a certain amount of money on this show, but every once in a while, the boss come by and slide me a 20. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, they give me a 20. I didn't know that. Yeah. How often are you getting slid a 20? Well, you know, every time. Twice a year? You know, it's like, you know, when you go to your grandparents' house and they give you a couple couple dollars. Yeah. That's how it is when they, when they see me around here. That gives me a memory. When yeah. I was a very little boy, the whole family was out to dinner on a big rectangular table. My grandfather loved his grandkids, my two sisters and I. That's it. Just the three of us. And my grandfather was a very, very generous. He was one of those grandfathers that if my sister, who you know, my idiot sister said, um, I want a pony. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, a uh, pony showed up. Mm-hmm. And my father was like, "What? we, what? we can't have one. <laughs> right. And so they gave it to the garbage man. Right. Garbage man had a field. Mm-hmm. Garbage man was happy to get a pony. Once upon a time, um, to the degree, our backyard, when we were a little kid, had like, like a swing set. There's also like these other two little like rides. And one of them was a circle, a wooden circle, like a tracks. Mm -hmm. And there was six, I want to say six wooden ponies with pedals. So they were like, instead of a bicycle, they were like a wooden horse and they had wheels on them and they had poles that connected to the center. So it was almost like a merry-go-round. It was a merry-go-round. Okay. So man, I hear with all these wooden toys. Who made you... Who got you toys for Christmas? The elves? This this wasn't this wasn't a, a toy. Oh. This was a literal playground ride, a merry-go-round ride that kids would sit on the horses and you pedal and it would go around in circles. Mm-hmm. You know, you I, I got the visual in mind. Right. I can see this. Right. Apparently, this existed in some enormous sh- shoe store, some children's shoe store in New York City. And apparently, my idiot sister, um, was like obsessed with it while being in New York city with my, I I don't know. I don't have any recollection or memories of this. I I don't even know if I was born, but my sister was like, love this. And so it is in a big shoe store, like off fifth Avenue Mm -hmm. in New York city. And it's, it's like a, you know, like kids while you're shopping for shoes, sit down and play. Oh, look at take how pretty my sister apparently was obsessed with it. It was like, I want that. And my grandfather's like done. No. And my grandfather apparently said to the uh, the people in the store, how much? And the guy's like, it's not for sale. My grandfather was like, everything's for sale. My, grandfather, my grandfather dropped out of school when he was in the eighth grade because he had seven siblings and his father had died. And he'd go to work. And he went to work in construction. Uh-huh. And my grandfather went to work in construction and learned every aspect of everything the old school way. I mean, we're talking about the post-World War One way. Right. Where it's like, you got a pencil behind your ear. Sure, yeah. He learned, so he got taught everything from physics to chemistry on job sites. Mm -hmm. And then he became the right-hand man for a developer in New York City. And my grandfather would uh, go around, uh, you know, construction sites and overseeing development and such. So came really came a remarkable way from being a dude who never made it past seventh grade. Yeah. Because he had to feed his siblings. 
So when he became successful and made money, then the grandkids showed up. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, all right. So my idiot sister's like, I want that. And then that shows up in our backyard. So what? I knew my grandfather was super generous. Yes. And we were out to dinner around this big rectangular dinner table. And I'm probably, I don't know, five years old. I'm probably five. And it is, you know, my parents are both still alive together. My sisters, me, my grandmother, my grandfather. And my grandfather was doing this thing somehow where he'd say, uh, stand up from your seat. And you stand up and there'd be a $5 bill on, on, underneath my seat. How'd that, how did it get there? But first it started like it was a 20. Uh-huh. It was a 20. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money then. Yeah. Still now. For, I think for it was, tw- I think it was either a 10 or a 20. But all I know is I pretended dumb. Like, I was like, wait a minute. How does that work? How'd that happen? And then you put another five under there. And my father was like, stop it. <laughs> Do it again. I know what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. But I, I was trying to milk that. Again. Like, hold on a second. How yeah. did that work? Oh, Amos Cohen. So when you say, when you say, you know, your grandparents slide you a few bucks. Uh-huh. Literally. A, yeah. Literally. Like, used to slide you a few. Under your seat like that. It was like a magic trick. Uh-huh. And so I pretended like I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so I get another five. My father's you've like, been, enough. You've been scheming <laughs> since you was five. I, I have a vivid memory of a, of a dark wooden chair in a dark room of a dining room in some restaurant. And I have a vivid memory of looking, and now the bill was a five, not mm-hmm. the other denomination. I don't remember the first denomination. Right. It, it was ten. It might have been ten. Mm-hmm. But I know now the denomination was now five, and I remember the disappointment. He's like, oh. And I remember my father saying, enough. Because <laughs> he knew, huh? And my sisters were too dumb to try and run that game. Uh, and I'm the youngest. I'm well, a baby. Not really, because they already gamed him for the, the little... Uh, oh, for the for the, the merry-go-round, yeah, merry-go-round and a pony, don't yeah, forget, and a pony, <laughs> and a pony that existed at my house for about an hour, and then the garbage man came, took it, and then brought it out to his farm, and that was it. Yeah, no kidding. Grandparents just like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do we get on the subject? I have no idea, Tina. How Tina, do we get how do we get on the subject? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I don't know. It's it was Lamar something yeah. Dean said. It's Lamar Jackson yeah. related. Yes. All right. Well, so, we were talking about, my. you didn't answer my question. Like, what's the common position oh, of a, well, a player against franchise tag? It, it depends. It depends. Here's the uncommon position. Quarterback. Quarterbacks do not generally get franchise tagged. I think there's only been three quarterbacks that have been franchise tagged in the last decade. And I can't remember exactly who they are. I don't remember who the last one was. I could probably look that up during the break. Um, not, not important. The idea is, if you're a quarterback, and you're getting slapped with a franchise tag, that's a bad sign. Because I mean, that it means they're not sure about you. Yeah, I'm and it might have embarrassed. It might happen with the Giants. And now, it, no, it's a good payday. Don't get me wrong, because it is an average of the top five salaries of that position. Mm. So, so it's good. You know, if you're non, if you're if you're an exclusive franchise taggy, um, at quarterback, you're going to get like forty two and a half million dollars this year. And if you are non-exclusive, you're going to get like $34 million this year. But what Lamar Jackson wants is the next time he's on the field, he knows that he's got eight years at $400 million guaranteed. That's what he wants. See, that's what he wants. I mean, to me, that that automatically just sounds a bit unrealistic anyway. Why? Patrick Mahomes got... Half a billion. I know, but what I'm saying but is... But it's over 10 years, and right. that's going to wind up being a deal. Because he signed before the new TV money. He signed before the new revenue. Right. So Patrick Mahomes' deal that's going to average $50 million a year is going to wind up looking... Because $50 million a year for a superstar quarterback is going to wind up being the cheap end. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna, you're going to talk about like 60, 63. Whew. Right. You were but saying. what I'm saying is that 
I forgot what I was saying. What you were asking was. What I was asking was, um, Lamar, I forgot. I totally forgot. Do you remember a time <laughs> that you were being super duper stubborn? Do you remember a time that you were being like, because this comes down to stubborn. It, it, it isn't the Ravens saying, Lamar, we need you to make a concession. It's Lamar saying, hey, Ravens, you know that dumb mistake that the Browns made? You could do it for me too. And like, we can't do See, it. Like, yes, that, you can. The Browns did it for Deshaun Watson. See, I don't get it because I don't, I don't really live like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm more go with the flow type guy. So for me, like for him to be doing this seems to be just unreasonable. Like I feel like he needs to be a little bit more reasonable. Like this is not going to happen. And that's, I think that's what I was saying. So like the fact that injuries can happen, there's so many different things that can happen. That's why like, how does, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So how does he expect them to really try to guarantee it? Because – Anything, a lot can happen between now and the next eight years. Like, how does he really think they're going to just guarantee this money for eight years? I don't know if it's eight years. I don't know. I don't know if the uh, the original deal was eight or ten. Who knows? Here's what we do know: Lamar Jackson is negotiating on his own behalf, and that's a bad idea. As I explained in the last hour, I'll quickly explain again. Agents are great because the teams can talk smack about you to them, and they don't tell you what they said. Mm-hmm. You could talk smack about the organization and your agent doesn't tell them. Mm-hmm. It's a filter. It's a buffer between the two. It's a peacekeeper, mm-hmm. if you will. So the agent's like, hey, listen, you know, they're willing to do this. They're willing to do this. I think this is good. I think this is fair. And then he goes back to the team. When Lamar is dealing with the front office of the Ravens, he's going to hear things he doesn't want to hear because that's exactly what they would say and how they would say to other players. And they would say to the agent, Frankly, he can't do this. Frankly, he's not good at that. Frankly, he tweeted this, and that's dumb. We wonder sometimes about this. But now when you're saying it to the person, and that's a, there's bad yeah, feelings. For sure, that's a bad idea because now, like, if they say these things to him, he's really not going to want to go back and negotiate with them or, or cut them any slack in terms of negotiating because he's going to be like, oh, y'all said this about me, huh? Correct. And that's why agents are useful. Yeah. And that's why the buffer is useful because then people can be honest. Nobody's sure. ever honest with each other face to face. Because somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. Somebody's going to hold a grudge. And then maybe the grudge is, well, I don't care. Fully guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Yep. Yep. Fully guaranteed. You said I can't convert on third down? Yep. You ever ever been deposed? Who? You ever been deposed? Give a deposition? No. Where you take an oath? No. And then the other lawyers ask you questions? No. Questions? I have, of course. I've been in car accidents. And those lawyers try and make it seem like, and they try and twist you around, turn you, and try and make it seem like you don't know, and that you're lying, and that you're exaggerating, this and that. And I took a deposition a couple years ago, and the dude knew exactly who I was and what I did. Here's the thing. If you tell the truth, you got nothing to remember. Right. And here's the thing. You answer the question and only the question. You don't volunteer information. Mm-hmm. If they ask you, uh, what day was it? The answer is, uh, do you know what day it is? Yes. You don't say, yes, it was the 4th of September. Do you know what day that was? Yes. Yeah. What day was it? The 4th of September. Of what year? 2021. You don't say, yes, it was a, it was a Saturday. For the, because then, oh, no, it wasn't. It was a Thursday. Ah. You, know, you answer only the question. Mm-hmm. Right? See, I'm learning something now. Now I know next time I get deposed. So the first time you get deposed. Yeah. So this attorney um, is, you know, trying to, you know, be that guy. And he's like, oh, I'd love to get in front of a jury and expose Mr. Cohen for social media and things he says and the way he treats and this and that. And, and I'm just sitting there like, you just got to take it, mm-hmm. you know, 
because I'm fully aware that um, if I'm posting on social media, I'm aware of what it is I represent these companies and brands right. as an endorser, right? Yeah. So there's never going to be anything that I put on uh, social media that I don't think the bosses will see and or anyone that I represent as a company and as a brand, right? Right. Yeah. And so he said, you know, he's asking the questions and he's, and he's being that guy. And I'm just, I'm trying to, okay, like he's got a job to do, but he's really being kind of a D mm-hmm. in a D bag mm-hmm. about this. And then there's a mediator and then they leave the room. The mediator says, I think this, that comes back, comes back to this, that my attorney says, comes back. Then she comes back. She goes, they want to do this. Okay, fine. Done. And then they, they come back in the other side. And then all of a sudden my attorney and that attorney, they're nice again, right? They're nice with each right. other. And then the guy says to me, he says, uh, don't talk bleep about me on the air today. <laughs> and he walks out of the room. He says, he says you he, he don't knew, talk uh, bleep about me. On the, he says, don't talk bleep about me. And I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, he's got a job to do. Right. No, yeah, he's got to do sure. yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. But Lamar Jackson is in a situation where he's being talked to like the opposing attorney. Yeah. He's being deposed, not by his attorney, but by the opposition. And, the, and that's not a comfortable place to be. Because what he wants to feel is, you're the man. And they tried that. Mm-hmm. And we love you. And they tried that. And we want you to be happy. We want you to be a Raven forever. We want you to go to Canton, Ohio in a Ravens jersey. We expect that. And we're going to see to it that's the case. That's what they've been saying. And the Mars like, that's great. I need a full guarantee. Right. He's like, that's great, but I need you guys to prove it. And that's what he thinks is proving it. Yeah. But the problem is, that's not proving it. I gave the analogy in the first hour. I'll give it again. If Dean and I are in line at an ATM and I go take a hundred bucks out and it accidentally gives me an extra hundred, I got two hundred because they stuck together. Dean then goes, takes a hundred out only gives him 100. He can't demand the bank, give him a hundred bucks too, because I got it. It was a mistake. Mm-hmm. It was an error. It's not what it's supposed to be. The Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson, the wrong guy, a guaranteed deal. And Lamar believes He's got that weird competition. That weird competition killed Michael Jackson. Right. Because exactly. people don't that, know this. People don't know. I've told this story before. People don't know this. Michael Jackson was secretly obsessed with who? Prince. Michael Jackson had this weird obsession with Prince. Because Michael Jackson was the king of music. And Thriller was number one on the charts for, was it 58 consecutive weeks? 38 consecutive weeks? I don't know. It was almost a year. Right. I think it was 38 because it didn't run our test, become Metal World Peace, and then he wore that number on his jersey. I don't know. <laughs> Tina, uh, I know you're on the computer. Google real quick, run our test, um, jersey number, Thriller. Because I think Ron Artest, when he became Metal World Peace, yeah. and he played for the Lakers, they said, why that number? And he said, that's the number of weeks Thriller was number one on the charts. <laughs> Which sounds about yeah, right I mean- for Metal World Peace. <laughs> Michael Jackson was killing it. <clears throat> he was the under- People didn't think he was human. People right. thought he was I a mean, god. For sure. People would ask him, do you go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, well, yes, I'm a human being. <laughs> it was another world. You have no idea how famous he was at that time. And then all of a sudden, Prince showed up. And Michael Jackson saw him as a real threat. Prince didn't see Michael Jackson as a threat. He just out there doing his thing. Out there doing his thing. And that's why you've seen performances where Michael's performing, and he sees that Prince is there, and he calls Prince up on stage. He's like, come on, come on, join us. Because it's a case of like, I, you know, yeah. I'd rather you be part of this and try to keep you, keep your friends close, your enemies right, closer. Right, right, Tina, what did you find out? 37 weeks. Is that, that 37? That's what our tests were. 37. I said 38. Yeah. 37. Um, Michael Jackson became obsessed with Prince because he saw like, uh-oh, 
this whole new thing is coming. Mm-hmm. It's a different sound. It's a different look. This dude can dance. This mm-hmm. dude can sing. And he, he plays hit those instruments. He could hit, yeah. yeah. He's a better musician than Michael is. Yep. And um, then all of a sudden, Purple Rain bounced Thriller from the top of the charts. Uh, so Purple Rain was the song that... The album. Tri- oh, no. Purple Rain Not is an Thriller album. Off. No kidding. It, it bumped Thriller from the top of the charts. Michael Jackson became fixated. With, and this was 1983, 1984. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson became fixated with uh, Prince. And ultimately, that led to Michael Jackson staying up all night. Michael Jackson staying up all night because he believed that <laughs> if he were sleeping, God would give those songs to Prince. That's how delusional he became. But when he, I mean, but but when you think that like maybe God would give them to him in his dream, that's what you. That's, that's what I would have thought. Like I, I need to get right. to sleep because God gonna hook me up with my dreams or no, some songs. No, because he was now being so medicated to sleep right. that he wasn't dreaming of anything. Right. Okay. So Michael Jackson was convinced that if he went to sleep at night. I guess it's okay. I guess God only gives songs at nighttime. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you got to sleep sometime, right? He's delusional yeah. at this point. He's a drug addict at this point. Yeah. Michael Jackson's drug problems began in the early, uh, in the mid '80s. He yeah. got addicted to pain pills because his head got burned. Oh, in the Pepsi I remember that. I remember that. That video's still horrifying. He's dancing, spinning, yeah. has no ideas, hairs on fire. <laughs> Jerry curls having a little oil slick fire. <laughs> Like when you see a, a fire on the ocean, you know I haven't I haven't seen that video in such a long time. I got to watch. He's that. he's spinning around. Yeah, <laughs> and dude comes runs. He's terrified. What's happening? Um, yeah. So Michael Jackson wound up staying up all night so he could get the songs from God instead of them going to Prince. And ultimately, that led to him needing more and more sedation to sleep. And ultimately, that led to him taking propofol, which led to him being put out and dying. That's a stop breathing those right there. Sure it is. And it all, if you trace it all the way back. Goes back to this weird rivalry with Prince. This this obsession with this Prince did not see Michael as a rival. Mm-hmm. R- Michael saw Prince as a rival, and now Lamar Jackson, kind of in a roundabout way, has this fixation with Deshaun Watson's contract, where if he got one, I should get one. I'm a better citizen. I won a league MVP. He never did. I'm a better, I've been with this franchise since the beginning. He just showed up. I've never had issues with the law. And then people never questioned my character and behavior like his. So he's got a lot yeah, of but points. You see what, but he, I mean, he does make a lot of but good points. They're all valid points. The Sean Watson contract is it's never going to happen again. I know, but even, even if it was, like, regardless of that, it's got nothing to do with him. You know, that's what people got to understand is that, like, Somebody else's gig is somebody else's gig. Their deal is their deal. Your deal is your deal. Michael was looking at Prince. And Lamar Jackson is looking at Deshaun Watson's contract. And he's saying, yup, you get it. Yeah, I get it. But, like, I don't live like that. That's not how I live my life, man. I live my life on my own no, terms. Nor should you. No one should. No one should. Um, Lamar's being stubborn. He's being incredibly stubborn. It's not to say he doesn't deserve, but he's still being stubborn. Yeah. The, the thing that everyone must understand, especially Lamar Jackson, is nobody else, for now, is getting that deal. Mm-hmm. What he's afraid of is that he's going to agree to whatever this is, compromise, and then somebody else is going to get it. And he's going to feel played. And he's going to feel stupid. And he's going to... 
It's just like you don't want to leave the car dealership thinking that you could have paid less. Right. People pull off the lot and they wonder, I wonder if I could have got this for less. But didn't you just say, or you said that in the future, the deals are going to be a lot higher, right? The money will be higher. The, the money will be no higher. One's, yes, but no one's getting a No one is getting a fully guaranteed contract in the National Football League. Not if these owners can help it. Right. The, the Browns were desperate and pathetic. And Jimmy Haslam made a mistake. And his wife, D. And then they were in the press conference saying that everyone deserves a second chance. So what's he on, so what is he getting now for his rookie contract? Uh, well, he... The rookie contract... Well, no. See, now he's at the end. Okay. So he's going to wind up getting franchise tagged. Or he, either he's going to get franchise tagged exclusive, non-exclusive. And that difference is, I think I said, what, $43 million yeah, versus 43. Yeah, Something like that. Or maybe it's 42 versus 34. Um, or he's going to get a deal done. But it doesn't matter because he's not going to play. If, if they franchise tag him, my feeling from those on the inside, from those that do this for a living, that monitor the situation... If he gets franchise tag and a deal doesn't get done before the season starts, they think he'll just sit at home see, and I, say, I'm good. I'll rejoin the league next year for somebody. See, I don't know, man. I almost feel like he can't be that stupid. It's not I, stupid. It's I know, but I, I, still. I, but but I feel difference. like he can't. It's a difference, but I feel like he can't be that stubborn. Well, I can't. No, he's still there's a, a bit of stupidity in it to allow him to be that stubborn. He is a tremendous young man of faith. And he believes that what happens is God's will and that things are predetermined in destiny. So if he got, if Lamar Jackson has it in his head that God wants him to have this, that God, God believes he should have this, then it's, it's his word versus the Ravens. And it's him saying to the Ravens, this is God's plan. Do it. And the Ravens are like, I don't, we're not sure that's God's plan. He's like, no, it is. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I feel like they're going to get the deal done. I got a feeling that they're going to get the deal done because I feel like, Lamar Jackson will come to his senses and be like, all right, this ain't going to happen. So when the deal gets what do done, we got? will he get a fully guaranteed deal? My feeling is he won't. Probably not. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's more money in the future, why would you want to take a guaranteed deal now? Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, why It's factoring you... that in. Yeah. It could be back. Oh, yeah. Trying to backload that in. Uh, Dean needs to know how much is too much. How much is too much? On the other side, we'll find out what he's talking about. Because this can't be good for your health. How much is too much? Dean wonders. We'll find out on the other side. First, though, a reminder, Life Imaging FLA wants you to come in and get a free heart scan with minimum requirement met. They want you to get a full body scan, too. Why? Because it detects cancers up to a decade before you have a symptom. Why? Because it can detect cancers as small as a grain of sand. Because when it comes to heart disease and blockage, most people have no symptoms. They have no idea something is wrong. And then folks just drop dead. 30 to 40% of heart attacks, there's no symptom. The first symptom is called death, which is horrifying. All of us, every one of us know people that are no longer with us because they had no idea what was happening inside their body. They didn't have symptoms. And when they got to the doctor, the doctor said, if only we caught this sooner. If only we knew about this sooner. Do not be one of those people. Do not leave your family like that. Do not let your family members leave you like that. These are wonderful people at Life Imaging FLA. And they do two things. Heart scans, full body scans. They don't deal with sick people. They don't deal with broken bones. They don't deal with nonsense. Preventative heart scans, full body scans. Get a free heart scan with minimum requirement. Make your appointment now. It's simple. No scam, no scheme, no strings attached. I did it. It takes a couple minutes. You lay down, you feel nothing. Nothing. 
on your cell phone. Call pound 250 and say the keywords free heart scan. Call pound 250 and just say free heart scan. Do it to be around for life. You know, the most precious gift of all. Time, the most precious commodity of all existence. And do it so you can be around for the people that want you around. Some of you got daughters that want you to walk them down the aisle one day. This might help. Call pound 250, say free heart scan for Life Imaging FLA. The home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 106.3. Nobody happy hours like Twin Peaks. Get there. Still good time. Off 95, Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, West Palm, Pembroke Pines, and Davie. Eats, drinks, scenic views, 29-degree beer. That's Twin Peaks. Um, Coming up in just a moment, Dean needs to know how much is too much. You know what they say, anything worth doing is worth doing a lot. Yeah, that's how I think about it. You know what I'm saying? Anything worth doing is worth doing to excess. You may be be doing this to excess. You may be doing it too much. Too much maybe. We'll find out what that is in a sec. That's a home team mystery on the way. Uh, No mystery about what is happening at Hard Rock Stadium coming up here in just a couple weeks. The Miami Open returns. Experience tennis like never before. I went last year to the Miami Open in hospitality. It was unbelievable. The Miami Open, presented by Itau, returns to Hard Rock Stadium March 19th and goes for 15 straight days. Two weeks of tennis. The best players in the world. Uh-oh. The biggest names, biggest stars. Okay. Miami Open is part of the ATP. You don't need to know the details on this. What you need to know is the greatest players in the world, the ones that you watch play Wimbledon in the U.S. Open, yep, they're playing the Miami Open. They will compete for the most prestigious titles in all of tennis. Last year's champions, remember, were Carlos Alcarez, who's the best player in the world, and Iga Svantec, who looks exactly like Stone Lebanowitz with long hair. <laughs> and she's the best player on the women's side in the world. Aside from enjoying tennis, the Miami Open, it's set up like a festival. Mm-hmm. It's set up like different photo ops and world-class food and beverage. And there's art and entertainment and shopping. New on-site offerings include Stella Artois, American Social, Ella's Oyster Bar, in Casa, mm. Florida. Also, Kiki on the River will be there. Novacento and more. Get your tickets now at MiamiOpen.com. Tickets start from just 18 bucks. You can get that grounds pass, get inside, do all the festival stuff. Tickets start at just 18 bucks. MiamiOpen.com for single session, grounds passes to full tournament duration packages, suites, lounge passes. There's an experience for everyone, depending on how hard you want to ball at Miami Open. MiamiOpen.com, MiamiOpen.com. Time now for our home team mystery. Dean Thomas. Not sure how much is too much. I got a feeling that you know that I already know that I'm about to tell you that this is too much. I don't know, but this is something... No, I'm, I'm telling you already that I know me, it's too much. How you figure that be? I mean, I do this every day. You may be doing it too much. Um, what are we talking about? Like, I just need to know how much. Feels good, though. It does feel good. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, yeah. I can't, it doesn't, like, 
It feels I addictive. Need it. I feel like I need it. it. Feels addictive because every time I do it, I'm yeah. like, all right, yeah. this is where this is just normal yeah. for me. Yeah. But I need to know: is it too much to put like nine sh- sugars in a cup of coffee? <laughs> and the answer is yes. It is. It's a little excessive. It's a, more than a little excessive. Yeah. How much coffee are we talking about? How many ounces? I don't know. Like a small, ounces? medium, or large drink. So it, it like. When I go to places, I go, um, I always tell them, I tell them the same thing. I say, uh, light and sweet. Make it like you're making Kool-Aid. Yes. Oh. Make yeah. it like you're making Kool-Aid. You yeah. don't say that out loud. I do. And did they laugh? And sometimes they get it. Sometimes they white don't. People don't get it. White people don't get it. White people don't get it. White people don't get it. But Was I right that white people don't get it? You're 100%. They look at me funny. I go, just put a lot. You know, that I give them. Brown and black it. people get it. Yeah. For and sure. they always, and they do it right when I say it that way. Always do it right when I said that. I say, make it like you're making Kool-Aid. Are you embarrassed to say eight sugars? Are you embarrassed to say seven sugars? No, nah, sometimes I'll just be like, give me nine. Okay, I'm a little embarrassed. If you're embarrassed to say it, then you know it's too much. But that's how I know I like it. But then every time I do it, they look at me like I'm crazy. They go, oh my God. But I knew this was like an you issue. you are crazy. I knew this was like an issue because like when I get coffee on airplanes, they only give me like two. Right. And I don't ever say nothing on there because I don't Why? really feel I don't know. Would I you just, travel with Splenda? Don't you have sweet and low in your pocket like my grandmother Pearl? <laughs> no, but I do I do got a whole thing of sugar here. I bet you to do. To put in my to put in my So, so you know the old saying, Tina? Uh, not the saying, but you know I say, um, how do I know callers used to when we took callers? Uh ask me like, is it a, my girlfriend thinks it's inappropriate? My wife thinks it's inappropriate. And I say, if you wouldn't say it or do it with her standing next to you, it's inappropriate. And, right. If you don't want to say out loud, can I have eight sugars? Then you already know it's too much. I know, but it tastes... Oh, I'm sorry, you it, say nine. Yeah, but it tastes so good. So I'm right there with you, Dean. When I order coffee, I literally say light and sweet, and I get embarrassed when they don't... When they say I'm like in the coffee shop and they like are calling my name, they'll be like, extra cream, extra sugar, and I'm like, ugh, that's... It's embarrassing, right? It's embarrassing. So you get embarrassed. Why? Do you feel like you're you're soft? Like, no, you're not I just, a hardcore, you know, black coffee drinker. No, I just think because again, it's like extra cream, extra sugar. Like it's this coffee's horrible for me. You say light and sweet. I say, light I say, yeah, light and sweet. But a few years ago, you just say like Prince, make it like yeah, Prince, make, make, make it like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the Steph Curry. Give me the Steph Curry. <laughs> he ain't that sweet. Well, he he, he lost his mouthpiece. Yeah, but he oh, psh, he's still light for sure. All I know, all I know is it it's a, it is kind of embarrassing. Sometimes when I when I had to order it, but I just know that it's worth it for me. It just tastes so good. I feel like I should still I should be able to get away with this. So I to kind of get away from that coffee, just started trying other coffees that made it sweeter, but there wasn't like as much sugar. It don't work. Like there wasn't sugar right. as much sugar in it. Like right. it's like sweeteners and whatnot. Or I've been trying to get better at like liking the actual taste of coffee, and it not being like all cream and sugar and sweet. Like, I don't. I can't trust people who drink black coffee. I try. They I think they're hardcore. Yeah, they think, they think they're soft special. and weak. I, hey, listen, I'll take it for the taste of it. Understood. Uh, there is your home team mystery, and it is going to be presented today by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. No mystery when it comes to the Home of Honest Reliable Service. They've been taking care of the community's vehicles since 1970. It's a local, family-owned company. A true mom-and-pop American success story. St. Lucie Battery and Tire. You need batteries? For your car, your RV, your SUV, your truck. What about your golf cart? Your marine power sports. What about your side-by-side? They got batteries for everything. They got tires for everything. They can do your oil change 
cheaper, get you in and out faster than the dealership where you got your car that keeps telling you, come in, come in, come in, because the price of labor. This is a great family that does great work, that's been taking care of people's cars for five decades. They want to be your guy for your car, your tr- because your car, your truck, your SUV, that's your second biggest investment behind your home. They're going to make it run better, last longer, save you money in the uh, uh, big picture, but they take pride in that. That's where family-owned businesses come in. That's where honest, reliable service comes in. Make an appointment, whether it's service, major minor repairs, tires, batteries, wiper blades, doesn't matter. SLBT.com. They got 17 locations, West Palm through the entire Treasure Coast. Stop in. You can just stop in. That's the difference with a family-owned business. SLBT.com. St. Lucie Battery and Tire. We got a situation, yes, Dean? I do. Have, I got a, another question. It's an old question, something we talked about last hour. Okay. I just need to know how that lady got kicked in the head by that moose. I've been thinking about this this for the whole hour. How'd she not hear the moose coming? Um, I don't know, but but the people that are joining now <laughs> have no idea what you're talking about. So why don't I remind folks about that? Uh, there was a situation: a woman in Anchorage, Alaska, is recovering from her injuries after she was kicked in the head by a moose while she was walking her dog last week. And by the way, this was captured on video. Tracy Hansen and her dog, Gunner. I like how the dog's named. I know. <laughs> the story. Why do they do that? Why does Tracy... I don't know. ...was walking her dog? <coughs> Tracy Hansen and her dog, Gunner, were walking the usual route. They take at least three times a day when she suddenly uh, was knocked to the ground in this incident on February 16th. She told an NBC affiliate there in town, quote, I thought someone had not been paying attention and hit me with a bike or something. I had put my hands up to my head, and I'm like, I'm bleeding. It was only when she looked up that she realized she'd been kicked by a large moose (laughs) that she and her dog had walked past earlier. Quote, knowing that the moose had been somewhere behind me, and now here, this moose is in front of me, and I'm like, was that the moose? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Tracy. So my question is, like, I don't get it. Like, how did you not see it? Like, was it a CNI dog? Is she blind? No. No. Uh, a woman, she said she saw the moose. A woman passing by caught it on video. In the video, the moose can be seen uh, loping down the sidewalk, appearing to gain speed as it advances toward Hanson, walking ahead of her. So the moose is kind of like loping it. Uh-huh. And, and the then next thing you know, it sees the target and starts picking uh, up speed. Yeah. It's this like, lady recording didn't like scream, like warn her. Quote, watch out, watch <laughs> out. <laughs> the woman shouts okay. as the moose races. To, how's the timing on that? <laughs> it's the absolute next line yeah. of the story. Yeah. <laughs> how's that time? We didn't get to that part know, in the yeah. last hour. Yeah. This, this woman was like, shh, I'm going to get this video. That's what I'm, I'm going to get this for America's Funniest Home Videos. I'm about to win 50000 This woman didn't yell to her. Quote, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> she shouted as the moose raced toward Hansen before slamming a hoof into her head and knocking her to the ground. It could have killed her. And that's what I'm saying. Like, a, a moose is big. For sure. And by the way, sl- taking a hoof to your head, like, think about that. Like, yeah. like that's getting up. That's, that, a, that's a strike. Yes. It's like throwing a punch. Uh, the moose uh, then slows down and continues walking down the sidewalk. So apparently the moose was just like, get out of my way. <laughs> and it kicked her in the head and kept going. 
quote, my husband was able to pull her over the snowbank so we could get her in the truck with her dog and kind of get her out of the way, this woman told the uh, news station. It definitely seemed unprovoked from our standpoint. Well, you don't know that. You know what she, <laughs> yeah, said? she said to that moose earlier? Earlier walking by, she may have said, yeah, moose, that's what moose I thought. Moose, yeah. Get out the way. <laughs> you don't know. You No one knows. It definitely seemed unprovoked from our standpoint, and it happened so fast it was just like a matter of getting her out of the situation. No, it wasn't, because you were shooting video. <laughs> you were shooting video. Put the camera down and help this poor lady out. Yell, hey, moose, hey, moose. Get the moose to not do it. Uh, making sure uh, that it was a matter of time getting her out of the situation, getting her help, making sure, uh, you know, my big thing was that she didn't have a head trauma and it, she wasn't, uh, th- that wasn't a bleed or something, end quote. Quote, Kate and I were discussing that the Lord put her in the right place at the right time to be able to help. Religious people always say that. Yeah, but you know what? Like, what about if, God? What about God just telling the moose go that way? Yes, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just God telling her to go a different way so the moose? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did she? Was that the case? When people are sick, when people get sick, and they say, "Hey, prayer warriors, we need you to ask God to please." I'm always like, "Didn't God do this? You're asking God yeah. to change their yes. mind, right? You're asking God to change His mind." He's going to be like, oh, you know what, you guys? You, you started a GoFundMe. I was going right, to yeah. kill this woman. Yeah, but now. I was going to bring her home. But y'all raised uh, $20,000 on GoFundMe. And you got T-shirts. T-shirts, mate? Fine, she can I live. Got, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not mocking religion. No, but I'm, I'm, it's I, a very valid point. I believe in a divine Deity, mm-hmm. a spirit. I believe in a God. I believe in the part of the universe. But if you believe that everything happens according to the plan, then why in the world would you be asking to change the plan? That's the, that's the truth. That's all I'm saying. I Lamar, agree. if you're listening, Lamar, if you're listening, they ain't changing their plan. Right. God ain't going to make them. <laughs> the plan he is gonna, the plan. Yeah, the plan is the plan, Lamar. God spoke to me and he said, he don't want you getting a guaranteed contract. I just don't, man, Lamar. He just didn't yeah, talk to you sure. about it yet. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot in this story that, I mean, obviously we don't know the whole thing in the relationships, but Lamar tripping. We're back on that again. Yeah. Tina said, uh, this woman didn't yell, quote, watch, watch out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Hilarious. Uh, coming up, when we return, Tina now admits that she will do anything to avoid what? Here comes the awkwardness. And it is an awkward situation. I get it. Plus, the King of Queens, comedian Kevin James, had a sparring session with a UFC legitimate contender. Problem was, the UFC contender didn't know that he was just an actor. He didn't know that he was just an actor. And he may have gone a little hard on him. I'm sure. You'll hear that audio for yourself. We'll do that for you coming up next. First, though, Dean, with a reminder, Celsius is essential energy, living fit. We all love it. We all drink it. Tina's got a can open cracked right now. That's right, and it's not your average energy drink. It's made with premium ingredients and gives you all the essential energy you need with no crash, no jitters. Now, for me, I'm on a daily grind. I get tired, drained, uninspired. But I have Celsius Heat. Comes in seven tasty flavors, and it's designed to optimize performance and give me the energy boost that I need. Kiwi guava, Fiji apple pear, sparkling white peach, and Tina had strawberry lemonade today. Yes. Yeah. So Still whether, does. Yeah. So whether I'm training or I'm covering the UFC fight, 
Celsius has my back. Get yours today. Celsius, essential energy. Live fit. Coming up next, Tina admits that she will do anything to avoid the awkwardness of what? Plus, um, we'll, we'll let you hear Kevin James explaining to Chris Weidman what happened when uh, he got into the cage to spar with a UFC fighter that didn't know <laughs> that he wasn't just some fat wannabe. <laughs> that he wasn't formerly fat, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but he was actually just an actor comedian who's like in his 50s. Yeah. <laughs> the home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 106.3. Coming up, Tina. Now admits that she will do anything to avoid the awkwardness of what? We got time. We got time for that. We got time for you to hear Kevin James telling the story of... um. Maybe picking the wrong UFC fighter to spar with because the fighter didn't know that Kevin James was an actor. Yeah, and I mean, it makes a lot of sense, too, when you realize who it was. But then again, this guy goes hard all the time, I think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, you know who it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brightline. We love Brightline. Brightline oh, changed my life. Brightline allowed me to go to Fort Lauderdale, Miami without having to deal with ever thinking about driving. Brightline means traveling in comfort cocktails and snacks getting there is half the fun if you're going to heat games they got three trains leave within a half an hour get you to heat games before tip let you stay to the very end there buzzer beater trains just look for the buzzer beater logo Brightline's also the best way to get miami fort lauderdale even boca now there's a station stop in boca up to west palm for the honda classic this weekend honda classic thursday friday saturday sunday take brightline up go to gobrightline.com Download the free Brightline app, set up your account so you can get tickets whenever you need, and just punch in my promo code, my own personal promo code, Josh C, the number 10, Josh C10, and you can save on all of your trips. GoBrightline.com. Actually, you know what, T? Let's save to tomorrow because it, it, it's going to require a little bit of psychology with you doing anything to avoid the awkwardness. Okay. A little bit of this understanding where you're coming from, and also there's going to be a teaching moment. So instead, let's skip ahead to the King of Queens actor and comedian, Kevin James, who had a sparring session with who, Dean? Marab Devishvili. Marab Devishvili. Devishvili. I don't know. Is, no a, one knows. is a Georgian, not yeah. the state, but the country. And he's a very intense fighter. Mm-hmm. He's hardcore. Take a listen to Kevin James on some fight radio show on some satellite <laughs> deal. No one, what is it? What's it called? No one ever heard of it. It's on Sirius. No one's ever fight heard of that. No, no one's ever. Don't you do that three That's times? That's what I do. Yeah. 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 On Dean's other show. That's my other show. But it's Kevin James talking to Chris Weidman, the former light heavyweight champion of the world. Middleweight. Mid, excuse me. Yeah, middleweight. Light, excuse me. The former middleweight champion of the world. Uh, listen to uh, Kevin James explain what happened. Let's can be completely honest. I tag in and then I go to and Marab comes at me and I swear I go, hey, man, let's go. And I guess I look like a big fat heavyweight or something. I didn't know what it was, but this guy turns it on and he doesn't know I'm an actor. He's the only guy I didn't know I'm an actor. He's from the country, Georgia. I guess King Queens is not big there. It's not big there. I guess it's not. But he doesn't know. So he starts lighting me up like a Christmas tree. He starts tagging me. 
And I was freaking out. I, I have video. I got to show you the video. It's the funniest thing ever. I'm like, what the hell? Because I had headgear on, too. You remember? And it was just like, man, that was that was scary. I was like, Did you, you didn't tell this guy. <laughs> he didn't know. Well, I he mean, know. To, to be fair, you know, Marab is training for a fight now. So, like, if this was recent, yeah. you know, Marab's in full steam. I don't know if it was recent or not. But, if it, I mean, if he's training for a fight, he's probably not going to screw around with Kevin James. I mean, if he don't know who he is, oof, that might be dangerous. Yeah. Time for your on-air Twitter debate poll results today presented by Anna Jean Levine, Accident Attorneys, 1-800-747-FREE. If you were in an accident, injured on the job, maybe a slip and fall accident, Call Anajar and Levine. Consultation is always free. They answer the phone 24 hours a day. They'll always speak to an attorney. Friends of mine, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, and they want to help you take back control of your life. Call 1-800-747-FREE. 1-800-747-3733 for Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. Remember, give me an answer in percentage. Will Lamar Jackson ever get a fully guaranteed contract? Yes or no? Tina. No, 90%. Dean. No, 70%. No, 64%. Dean's getting better at this. Should Lamar Jackson hold out until he gets a fully guaranteed contract? Yes or no? Tina. No, 60%. No, 80%. 53% say yes. I know. Even though he's never going to get one. Right. 53% say yes, he should. And finally, how many sugars is too many sugars <laughs> in a cup of coffee? Three, four, five, or more than five? Tina. Four. Dean. More than five. 23% more than five. 20% strange. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 51% said three. Three is too many. Oh my God. 51%. 23% said more than five. 20% said four. 6% said six. I'm sorry. 6% said five percent. Oh my God. What am I saying? 6% said five sugars. Yeah. God dang it. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make no sense to me. 51% said three sugars is too many. What? Then it should be four, then five, right? Yes. But instead it's five, then four. My goodness. Small sample size. Yeah. Uh, and as you're on the VNAX and the attorneys, you'll always speak to an attorney. 1-800-747-FREE. 24 hours a day, and as you are in the V. Time now for your mama jokes, the last day, because Tina's over it. It's Tina's final your mama joke ever. Dean, go. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let her easy off easy on this one. Go Tina, ahead. your mama so poor. Ducks throw bread at her. <laughs> that was the best joke I ever had in your mama jokes. Oh. Well, today's your last day, so. Okay, Dean. I had to find a last minute joke because my computer died. Go. Your mama's so old. She has an autograph Bible. <laughs> <laughs> autograph she stuttered. She, she stuttered, so that made it funny. <laughs> If people are going to miss your mama jokes, just know that Tina doesn't want to do it so no if more. If you're going to miss them, send me them. Like, send me your mama jokes. I told you I would send you the jokes. Actually, we'll talk about it. Okay. Your Daily Dose of That's Cold, brought to you by John C. Cassidy, and it's about uh, the Boston Bruins. How stone cold are Stone Labanowitz's Boston Bruins? They got 91 points through just 56 games this season. Mm. That, by the way, ties the NHL record for fewest games to reach the 90-point mark. Ooh. Remarkable. Tomorrow, I'll talk better like a human being. Every day above ground. is a good day. Say good night to the bad guy. Good night, bad guy. Have a great night. Home team time is almost 6 p.m.